Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Amanda Rassam, co-founder of The Conscious Couple with her partner Roberto. And they work as relationship coaches, but wear many hats with teaching somatic release, evolved NLP, boundaries, sexual polarity, and so much more to help powerful professional women to learn to love and trust their life again after some heartbreaking altering changes oh my gosh with all this stuff happening I love that hey Mm. welcome to the show Amanda hey thanks for having me Mark it's such an honor oh you're so so welcome can you expand a bit more on you know where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with absolutely so today where we're at with our business is we are currently um supporting um highly ambitious, uh, professional, powerful women who are overcoming those major challenges, um, in relationships. You know, I, I Mm. I can speak from my own experience, having been this person, um, having kind of gone through the, you know, quote unquote, the ringer of toxic relationship cycles, um, whether it was cheating or, um, you know, alcoholism or drug abuse or being with partners who, we're honestly like wonderful people and, you know, on paper, perfect, but something was missing yeah. and just feeling like, you know, coming out of those experiences, questioning, like, what is wrong with me that I'm attracting this over and over and over again? Like, why can't I do it right? You know, am mm-hmm. I going to be forever alone? Like I'm, I'm a catch. I know that I'm a catch. So why am I in these positions? And I think what, what that did over time was, um, it hardened my heart and it made it that I, I started to settle and, um, and yeah, just, and just question whether the love I wanted was really real. And it took my own, you know, hitting rock bottom, uh, to, to be able to break through and go, I'm done doing this. This is, this is clearly not working for me. I think I'm ready to start doing the opposite and experimenting a little bit with my life, trying some different things, asking for some help. And, being willing to to open up my heart and trust and love again. Um, and so now I help other women do this. My partner, Roberto and I, we help women do this. And we're doing this with our uh, program Firestarter, which is um, scaling and building. And we're in the process in the business of doing all of this while also having a year old baby. So it has been a total ride. <laughs> I love that. So proper juggling, wearing all the hats. There is so much change and transition and change and transition is part of your business. It's what you help people work through or overcome. And I love those couple of quotes there. What, what is wrong with me? 
And we can talk about that from a relationship, a personal perspective. We can talk about it from a business perspective. Oh my gosh, to be able to say, what, what's, what's wrong with me? Maybe I'm not the right person to be doing this. It's such a quick go-to, but it's such a powerful one that stops so many people in, in their tracks. Um, mm-hmm. But that line you said, it's clearly not working. Once you yeah. can get to that place of acknowledging, hold on, what I'm doing right now is clearly not working. Maybe it's time to make a change. And we had this conversation with one of our clients literally hours ago. So this is raw and fresh. I want to drop this in because I believe in divine timing. So making that change, their angle was, okay, I need to change the actions I'm taking. This strategy isn't working. So maybe I I can try this other one, which that, that might be true. But they are just about to do that change whilst using the same mindset that they had before. Just changing the angle, the strategy, with the same mindsets, that may not work either. However, if you change the mindsets, that first strategy may well work now because you're not bringing in those beliefs, those stories, those limitations. So that action and mindsets, they have to go together, but mindset is always the most powerful one. So that's a big tangent rabbit hole. Is this, was this useful? Is this in the same kind of ballpark that oh, we're talking yeah. about? Well, for sure. Like my mindset was, um, was very unconscious. Like I was not really aware of what I was consistently saying to myself. Those, those kind of, uh, um, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind or the first thing that I, I was feeling around something, I didn't realize that that was actually, um, truly like a trauma response in most cases, it was often just something that was not, ever addressed as a child. So, um, I had to start asking myself, what does this have to do with me? And not from the place of blame and going, what's wrong with me, but going, Oh, what does this have to do with me? Like I'm having a perspective on this entire situation. I'm seeing it from one lens. I'm seeing it as black and white, instead of seeing it as an opportunity to understand myself better. And mm. to become more resilient, become more, um, become more open instead of, instead of shelling up and hardening up. Like it's very, I think, easy to experience heartbreak and then go, oh, well that hurts so much. I'm just going to not allow myself to ever feel that again and create a mindset around that. Like so many people do that. And I think what takes a lot of courage and bravery and, and, um, yeah, tons of courage is to like, look at yourself and go, even though I'm in pain, even though this was a huge struggle or a challenge, I'm not going to let this harden me and make me into someone who is hateful or spiteful or bitter or just unwilling to love again. That place there is a place that we call emotional immunity. So being able to hold space for what role did I play in this? Doesn't matter what situation happened, but to have that place of what role did I play in this? No matter how small, there was, there was probably a role that you played. And to hold space for that, it stops you from falling back into what we call victimville, which is, oh my gosh, where we blame, complain, deflect, justify, and then we go straight back to avoiding. So yeah. to hold space for that. So that's a lovely analogy from you. Yeah. What did I do? What role did I play? It's empowering. Not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, right? Totally. And and I imagine that, you know, 
sitting where I sit now, it's like, oh yes, it's like, so, you know, this is how I see the world. And it was not always how I saw things. And typically with the women that we work with, it's like, these are women that, again, they're, they're high achieving women. They probably are so high achieving. They don't even see themselves as successful. They're like, oh, me a success. No, I have so far to go. Um, you know, I, 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 I can do so much more. They're, they're giving, they're giving, they're giving everything away. And, um, for, for them to then have to hold now, okay, so what did I have to do? What, what is my responsibility in this? Like, how did I contribute? It's like, that can really crush the ego. Like that can be like exhausting where you're going, I'm already doing everything for everyone else. Now I need to take responsibility for how I was mistreated or how I am not getting what I need. Like it can feel infuriating. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. So th- there is a lot in this and I know you have your clients on a, a real deep personal level as well. There's so much that goes into that from your perspective. What's it like for you to be able to hold space, to be able to manage yourself, to be able to show up, to be there, um, with the work that you do? It feels like magic in motion. It feels like magic happening. And I I guess what I mean by that is, um, you know, you had said you, you believe in divine timing just before this call, you're talking with someone and you're going, oh my God, this is exactly what I'm here on this podcast to talk about now. So there's kind of like, we are in relationship with everything and everyone in our lives in any given moment. And when I'm sitting with a client and I'm holding space for them, I'm holding space for my past self. I'm holding space for the person who needs me the way that I would have needed someone to hold space for me. And it's, it's really like a mirrored experience where I'm showing myself over and over again by being with these clients, like their vulnerability, their progress, their growth, their decision to change brings me such a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction because I go I was once there and I'm not there anymore. And I'm, and I'm here to be that permission piece of like, you don't have to sit there either. Yeah. And I think that when we do have wisdom, it's, it's partially our responsibility to share that wisdom. It, it's, it serves no one to, to have the cure to cancer and have it sit on your shelf. It serves no one to have all the answers that someone needs and to just harbor them and, 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 and hold them as though it's like, you, you're the only one that gets to have this gift. And I think mm. that, once we have um, overcome tragedy or, or major challenges in our lives, we have an opportunity to help someone who's also been, who's going through that. So these, these life lessons that you've had firsthand, the information you've picked up along the way, this is now, this is your gift. You get Mm -hmm. to be able to empower yourself and empower others to go through this. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is the job that you get to do. Oh my gosh, this is your gift. This is the fun that you get to have. It might be draining, but it's so worth it. So there's a little bit of sort of top up. There's just give and take with, with coaching, especially at this kind of level. But from that's the job you get to do. So the business owner side of this, what was that like for you? Because obviously this stuff tops you up. It's what you're good at. It's why <laughs> yeah. you did it. But to become the business owner with all the other stuff that you have to do that no one tells you about, what was it like for you as you've been growing your business, having to do all this other stuff as well? Oh gosh. Yeah. That's a great observation because I definitely was a lot more, um, I felt a lot more, I guess, prepared in, 
and entering the coaching world and being like, I know I can do this. Like I've done this my whole life without pay. Like I already do this for everyone. I love doing this. And I'd love to just make this my profession. And then having to go, okay, well, that requires me to now run this business. Um, yeah. At the start, it was, it took a lot of, it took a lot of surrender and uh, yeah, that mindset of going like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be strategizing every day, every week, every month, I'm going to be strategizing with all these actions and I can't get attached to how they go. And what I mean by that is I can't attach my worth to whether, you know, a certain marketing campaign works, or I can't attach my worth to whether um, I get one client or five, like I need to just be in total gratitude of the process and just be present with the experience. Mm. And that took quite a while to really land, like probably two, three years before I really could land in that with like a feeling of like, okay, like this is meant to be a long game. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And in business, like I can't look at things like I did this for a year and it didn't work out. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) it's like takes a lot longer than a year to run a successful business. Right. So, um, and if someone can like, you know, boom, put up a business in a year, they probably have many years experience having done that. Oh yeah. We always joke that this overnight success, it it took 20 years. There's there's some truth in that. But what you're saying there is it's, it's kind of the logical and the emotional, because I think in this time, logically you knew there's no such thing as, as, as good or bad. It's a success or failure. It's just information, which like logically, Mm. I think you got that. So I understand that, but it's easy to say, look, it's good. It's okay. It's a lesson. It's not failure. It's a lesson. Failure is good, but not emotionally feel it. So do you find that that was that misalignment where you knew it, you were saying it, but it's like, it's just words. I'm terrified. I can feel it. Was that, did it take time for that alignment to come in? For sure. Oh my God, for sure. And I think that if I'm being honest, like for the first couple of years in business, there was also a lot of like gaslighting myself in that way, where I would say to myself, everything's fine. We're just going to keep going. Like, you're good. You're good. You're good. But emotionally I was like screaming and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know how I'm going to make this. I'm going to do this long-term. Like I can't do all this myself. Right. And also at the time resisting help, which Mm. is also looking back hilarious. Cause it's like, I was doing that to myself. That's the role I played. Right. We're talking about responsibility. Like I could have had more help, but I thought I had to do it all myself. Mm. And um, I think that, uh, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, and especially as women, like we need to ask for support. It doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us incapable. It makes us human. And it, it also makes us efficient. It makes us good strategic business owners when we do that instead so of, yeah. In, in that area, what, what would you say is like, what was the best thing you ever did? What was the best thing that made a difference in your business? Oh, well, part- partnering with Roberto was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. That was he doesn't by count. Far. He's your partner. Okay. What else? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Uh, okay. So I can't say my partner. Partnering with him. I guess best thing I ever did in business. You know, the best thing that I've done in business has been approaching business like a big creative experiment mm. and being willing to let go of the things that I work really hard on or even really long on um, 
because there's been times where like, I, you know, I can count on my hand four or five experiences where I've created offers, services, products. And like, I've been, my, my heart has been like, oh my God, like, I'm just going to pour my heart into this. I can't wait to offer this to people. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't land. Yeah. Like people just don't want it or not, not right now, maybe, or just not the way that I've marketed it. Right. So, um, I've had things that I've kind of with, with a lot of grit been like, I'm not letting this go yet. Like I need to, I need to still get clients for this and launch it and make it work. And, and seeing that, you know, it's just not working. And the Mm. times where I go, you know what, I'm just going to let go of this. I'm just going to let it proverbially die and trust that the right thing is supposed to come. I find when I've done that and approached it, like this was an experiment. We tried it. It was fun. We learned now let's just like, let's let that go for now and see what else we can create when our energy is not so tied and attached to the worth of this working. Yeah. And I've found that when I've done that, it's like, it's opened up. It's like that leap of faith with the universe. We're at that point now, you know, source, God, universe, great spirit, whatever you want to call it is able to actually pour in my cup, what I've been needing in overflow. Well, yeah, because so far it was full of something else. So yeah. nature pours a vacuum. It will do that with your calendar, empty your calendar. It's amazing how quick it's going to fill up. You could do yeah. the same with your business, your offers, your clients. It's scary as hell. Yeah, it truly is. But oh my gosh, it's there's something beautiful about these, these natural laws that it will, will start to work. And it's up to you as the gatekeeper, the boundaries, mm. the vision, what you actually allow in. So there's a lot, again, now we're back to emotions and us being able to hold that space. So you're yeah. saying letting go. Letting go was one of the biggest things for you in this sort of creative experiment, letting go of the, the result, what the result actually means, letting go of the, the, the connection to your self-worth. So that's interesting. I mean, I know offline we were talking about you know, where you are today and it's like, oh, crumbs, that that new leadership, being able to let go of the jobs, the responsibilities. So again, so I can see letting go come up now, but now it's a different level. Now it's oh, a different right. beast. So now yeah. these challenges are coming in like with a fake mustache and fake glasses on. It's like, it's not the same problem. Honestly, it's not. <laughs> how, how are you facing this? How are you approaching this? And where's where's your biggest challenge? Even though you've kind of overcome this before, now it feels different. Can you talk to that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it reminds me of my favorite quote. Um, It says, you know, no man stands in the same river twice because it is not the same river and he is not the same man. And it's like, it doesn't matter that I've overcome this before. I'm, I'm different now. I'm having a completely different experience. And it's, you know, it, it can be really, it can be really funny to kind of go through our own awakening, like my own awakening and kind of be like, oh my God, like I'm learning this. I'm learning to have faith. I'm learning to let go. I'm learning to surrender. And I'm going, right, we've done this already. So why, why don't we do it right away? And it's like, well, everything takes repetition for learning. Right. Um, so, I mean, right now how I'm kind of managing it is by actively practicing seeing the value in my contribution, whether it is directly or indirectly in my business. So I can see that, for example, if Roberto is 
covering the client calls or taking the sales calls or, you know, doing the lives, all things that like, I really enjoy doing. Mm. Um, I'm seeing that, you know, if I'm keeping the home clean, I'm making sure that we're fed. I'm making sure that um, our baby is getting, you know, the secure attachment he needs that we are a unit and we're working together. And that on the days where I'm, you know, working on my podcast or doing what I have to do for the content for our program, like he's, he's carving out that space for me. So it's to see that we are working in harmony together and it does require me to let go of some of the things that in the past would have made me feel, um, valuable and worthy, especially coming from an upbringing where like, you know, my mom's a working woman and, um, I always had this belief of like, I can go out there and work and earn my own money. And like, it's important for me, um, to take care of myself. And I, I definitely had beliefs about motherhood and, and saying to myself, like, I don't just only want to be a mom. I want to also do everything. I'm thinking now I'm like, only a mom, like only the hardest job in the world. I didn't want only the hardest job. I wanted another job. That's hilarious. Like the hardest and the worst I, paid job, right? <laughs> it's like, well, and it's like, it's just the perspective, right. Of going, wow, I really didn't have any clue how much energy this was going to consume. And I think that sometimes trying to imagine life as though like, okay, so how can I go back to how it was before I had my baby? It's like, there is that life is gone. Mm. So that we're in a different river now <laughs> that river yeah, that river has evaporated <laughs> there's a different kind of level and so yeah. that sort of collaboration with roberto the way that you've got this so your previous answer of the greatest thing with your partner it's like yeah so this is where it's been shown me me and katie romantic partners business partners is it tough you betcha yeah. is it worth it oh my gosh but it is it's a different level there is so much that, that goes in with this um yeah. but holding space for the other because we're different people with different mm -hmm. needs, work different ways. And to acknowledge that, to see that and fully respect it, um, sometimes even if you don't fully understand it, yeah, there's there's so much that sort of goes into that and the complexities of being together as well. Oh, there's there is a lot there. Mm -hmm. But your point here with the the value of the contribution that you bring to the business, to yourself, to the home, to your family. Don't forget, this is the Unforget Yourself show. I always come back down to the contribution to yourself, to yeah. your own mindsets, your own energy. We all know, again, logically, fill your cup up. It needs to be overflowing before you can help other people. But it's like, yeah, but it's always the last thing. As a business owner, it's always the last thing. So to have that contribution to yourself as well as every other aspect, super crucial. Yeah, it's... it's um it's a dance. Right. And I think that there's definitely, again, having been, I mean, I still, still see myself as a high achieving woman and it's like having, but having been that high achieving woman before who refused help and tried to do it all herself and burnt out yeah. and went, no one, there's no one out there who's going to help me. I have to do it all alone. And, you know, now seeing the life and relationship and business that I am creating because I've allowed myself to open my heart to support and open my heart to, the service of the masculine, because, you know, my man, my King, like he wants to serve, he wants to provide. And who am I to take away that gift from him? And I think that there's something that a lot of women can, um, 
can take from this and learn from this is like allowing their masculine partners to really provide in ways that make them feel like good about the way that they, that they can go, you know, he's like, Hey, like you don't want to be on your computer all day. You don't want to be on your phone all day. You want to be with your child. I'm like, you're right. I do. I don't know why I'm complaining about not being able to be online enough. Like when I, when I zoom out, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. I want to, oh, we, we were joking offline. It's, it's the mum guilt. And then the CEO guilt. It's like, it's just instantly transferable. There's always going to be some level of guilt. Our mind is sneaky and horrible. And it'll always have this angle until we fully, fully work on that. It's God, it's sneaky. Yeah. That guilt. It's like, I, I see like the opposite of guilt as like, you know, if you're like in trial and there's like a judge, it's like, you're either guilty or you're innocent. And so when I see my own guilt, I go, what is the, like, where is their innocence in this? Right. Where is there as though it's like, instead of Amanda, who's sitting here right now, 32 years old with the baby in the business, what about the innocent inner child who is in Amanda? Who's like, I just want to be seen. I just want to sing and I want to dance and I want everyone to know that I'm here. You know, like there's an innocence in that. She's like, I just want to exist too. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we have that guilt because we are, we are whole, we're, we're trying to hold space for that within ourselves while also holding space for our children who actually are there developmentally. Like that's where they actually are is in that space. And we're as the emotionally mature and, you know, emotionally immune beings that we're supposed to be. So there we are. Thank you. you I said, where are you going? This? No, no, that's not right. That we're supposed yeah. to be. That, that we're, we're supposed we to be. be. Yeah. We're told we should just have, you know, be like perfectly stoic and capable all of the time. Um, Cause that's, you know, quote unquote, what it means to be conscious. And I'm like, that's a total load of shit. Like I, curse in front of my kids. I'm very much myself in front of my kids. I'm super candid in front of my kids. I treat them with the dignity and respect that they're not a stupid being just because they have less experience or that their perspective hasn't been as wide as mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I want them to know me. And that means sometimes even being honest with them and saying like, Oh, I feel so guilty right now. You know, I'm not, not, I feel you're making me feel so guilty. I feel so guilty right now. Like I really want to be with you, but I have to go do this for business. And I think that sometimes just saying those things out loud, it gives that permission for them to see like all emotion is valid. And um, mm. even as adults, like we have emotions and how can we better regulate them? And again, the, the, the allowance, the understanding, because what you said there is perfect because it's in some corners, we're told words matter watch what you say you can't say i could or i should and we we know words matter and we it's part of our teaching but it's also good to be like be honest let them out it says something so if you catch yourself saying these forbidden words or forbidden <laughs> phrases like it's okay feel it it's real yeah. it says something then you can work on it so i love this it's that, that's so important look amanda thank you so much for being here today and sharing behind the scenes and everything that's going on in your business it's Ah, oh, it's been so much fun to sort of dig through. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is truly just like such a gift and you're quite masterful at, at hosting and I'm just really grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, look, if you want to find out more about, about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? You can find us at theconsciouscouple.ca. Everyone 
if you're interested or just curious, go check that out. But anyway, Amanda, thank you so much for being here. It's been, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.